All right, so I happen to catch a segment on ESPN's first take, <laughs> and uh, the topic of conversation is in regards to the MVP. You know, it's actually dwindling down to Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. But what they're doing is, is they're giving every reason to give it to Pat Mahomes despite his shortcomings this season. And whenever Pat Mahomes comes up short, they then talk about the numbers. They talk about the touchdown and interception ratio. They talk about, you know, all the, the, the pizzazz plays and things like that because they know that the Chiefs don't have anything on the Philadelphia Eagles record-wise. The Eagles only have one loss in their record. Now, one could argue that they should have won that game against the Commanders, but it's a divisional game. A loss is bound to happen at some point, and I think it needed to happen in order for the Eagles to move as far as I think they're supposed to go. So, um, <laughs> on this segment, though, you know, it's Molly Karam, Stephen A. Smith, R.C., and Michael Irvin. So, let's see how they're going to piss me off today. To a league best 10 1 record and continues to garner attention. 11 1, actually. Uh, Joe Burrow's impressive win in Kansas City. Outdueling Mahomes has him sitting at plus 900 to win the award, according to Caesars Sportsbook. RC, I'll start with you. Should Hurts be the MVP frontrunner? I mean, at this point, he should be. How could you not give it to him? He's got the league's best record, not just the conference, but the league's best record. Um, he's putting up. Fairly good stats, I would say so, if not great stats, in both the in both the air as well as his legs. And he's completed over like 68% of his passes this season. Not to mention his touchdown to interception ratio is, is low. Or it's touchdown to interception ratio, 20 to 3, that's pretty good. I mean, that's more than good. And he's also proven the doubt is wrong. So how could you not consider him for the MVP frontrunner? You know what? I believe that he should. And... Nothing to take away from what Patrick Mahomes did yesterday against the Cincinnati Bengals. I believe that game was more about Joe Burrow and that offense being able to finish than it was Patrick Mahomes not playing at a high level. I think when you start to look deeper into what Jalen Hurts has done is this. This is a team that no one expected to be 11-1. No one expected to lead the NFC East. And if they did... Uh, actually, <laughs> there's only one man that I know. <laughs> one man that I know that called this. No, I wouldn't say I know him per se, but one guy that I'm pretty familiar with, uh, he's a guy on Twitter uh, that I follow uh, from, he actually has a podcast, his name's Jimmy. Um, so shout out to him of the uh, On the Road to Victory podcast uh, and platform that he, he has. I had a conversation with him and he said, he actually had the numbers to prove that in Jalen Hurts' second season, he was due for a meteoric rise. And the reason why that is, is because of some of the new pieces and key additions that were added excuse me, to help him succeed. Like his rise is similar to what we saw from Josh Allen when he first got Stephon Diggs. Um, and he has the numbers to back that up. So like I said, wonderful content creator. Uh, much respect to him. Um, love his work. And I, I seen it and I'm thinking to myself, I mean, maybe he could do that. Well, Jalen Hurts is doing that right now. He's currently doing that now. It, they didn't think that it would come from Jalen Hurts' success or from Jalen Hurts' progress or for him being able to be a main factor in the run game, but now pushing the football down the field as a passer as well. Jalen Hurts into tight windows previously or prior to this year, his QBR was only 13. Yeah, I think this season he's somewhere between like, I want to say like 69 and like 74, I think. I, I could be wrong. But this year he's really improved. He's actually shut a lot of the haters up. 
This year, that has moved up to 73. And obviously, when you get a guy like A.J. Brown who can make tough, tough catches like we saw yesterday. You're yeah, what an addition that was, man. I, you know, I, I like in that A.J. Brown pickup. Um, and I was actually super, super excited when they traded for him. And it was pretty obvious that the Eagles were looking to go with the receiver uh, in, in this year's draft. But the problem was is that Jamison Williams was off the board. Um, Chris Olave was obviously off the board. Uh, Garrett Wilson was also off the board. And the only person left was going to be Traylon Burks. But why get a Traylon Burks, a rookie receiver, when you can get a bona fide stud in an A.J. Brown? That pickup was huge. That pickup was huge. Like getting A.J. Brown, that was that was a similar to them picking up T.O. in the offseason. That, that was I never thought that it was going to be like this, man. I never did. You're going to see those things take an uptick, but he has totally changed his perception as a quarterback. You know now that the Philadelphia Eagles can walk into every stadium and win football games based on their quarterback. And yet You bet your ass. That dude Jalen Hurts has ice in his veins, man. He is not to be fucked with. <laughs> Yesterday, every throw he needed to make, he made, and he's been making great decisions throughout the entire season. There's no quarterback that has improved like he has, no quarterback as important to their team, and no team playing better than the Philadelphia Eagles. And last I checked, that's how we pick our MVP. And you would think that's where it stops, but listen to this bullshit. <sighs> I can't throw any holes. I can't find any holes in R.C.'s argument and what he's had to say. There's no question. 20 touchdowns, just three interceptions, completing 68% of his passes for the number one team in the National Football League. You definitely deserve big-time consideration for league MVP honors. And the elevation, the evolution that has involved yeah. uh, Jalen Hurts' career, you got to give a lot of credit where credit is due. When we think about MVPs, that's the kind of person you want to give the MVP to because you see what this dude has matriculated from you know, into from where he was at. No, normally an MVP has nothing to do with how you feel about someone's rise. It's based off of their product, their production on the field and what they've been able to do and accomplish. Not only that, but to lead your team to dominant wins and be the best team in the NFL. That's what the MVP is about. It has nothing to do with knowing where a team or a quarterbacks uh, started and how he's risen. I mean, if that was the case, you could probably give him the like the most improved. But we're talking about a player in Jalen Hurts who was killing it in the air, killing it with his legs, has the has a the, the franchise well not the franchise has the league's best record, and he's help, and he's a big factor in that. That's what it's about. And when you take that into consideration, you go into the offseason, you put in that work, knowing that you're supposed to be the man, knowing that you fight for a new contract and all. See, no, that's a, that, you're just creating a story at that point. That has nothing to do with being the MVP or why someone should be the MVP. All of this other stuff. And you show up and perform the way that he's performed this year is admirable. He's a top two league MVP candidate. There's no doubt in my mind. And here comes the bullshit. He's a top two, top two, but he's not one. That's basically what Stephen A. Smith is saying, but here, here it comes. All of that is true. Here's my point. The loss to the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday didn't diminish what I believe about Patrick Mahomes. It elevated it. So let me get this straight. In the midst of a loss, in the midst of a loss, that elevates Pat Mahomes' chances of the MVP. So listen to why he thinks that Pat Mahomes should win the MVP despite losing against the Cincinnati Bengals. 
Because when you see the rest of the team, right. you realize right. what he doesn't have anymore. Mm. You don't have Tyreek Hill. You real But whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So let me get this straight. Pat Mahomes, so they trade Tyreek Hill, right? They trade him in the offseason. The narrative was going to be, well, how well is Pat Mahomes going to do without Tyreek Hill? Pat Mahomes leads the AFC right now and wins. He's been dominating for the most part. And <laughs> this is the funny part. He's dominating right now, okay? So now they're saying when he's on this winning streak, it's, well, you know, he's just too good. They don't need Tyreek Hill after all. But then they lose a conference game against the Bengals who've been owning them all year long. Now all of a sudden you take around, you take a look around and you go, wait a minute. They need Tyreek Hill. They have Kadarius Tony. They have Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, just the other day they were talking about maybe they should extend him in the offseason, but now Juju's not enough? They're talking about Mark Marquez Valdez-Scantlin. Yeah, he's got a revitalized career with Pat Mahomes, but now he's not enough. You have arguably one of the best tight ends in NFL history, if not the best tight end, who's the GOAT, and now he's not enough. Interesting. That Juju Smith-Schuster, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin, that ain't, that ain't Tyreek Hill. Oh, but, but, but again, Mahomes didn't need Tyreek Hill, remember? Remember that, that that's what the case was. This whole idea between Tyreek Hill and Pat Mahomes knew who needs who. Both of them, respectfully, are having great seasons. But, but that wasn't the argument. That was actually something where they're saying, well, can you imagine? Mahomes is doing this with these players. He's clearly showing his greatness. Well, he's come up short. He's lost with these same players. And so all of a sudden, you take into account the kind of record that the Kansas City Chiefs have had, how they're still vying for a number one seed in the AFC playoff pick. They're vying for a number one seed when they're one game behind Buffalo. But they're vying. Listen, that's that's bullshit. They're not vying for anything. They're probably going to get the one seed, but they can't afford to lose another game. I mean, rightfully so. Buffalo's probably going to end up winning all. It's going to come down to Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC to get that one seed. The Chiefs are not vying for anything. They're still in the race. Picture, okay? Clearly going to win the AFC West, all right? You look at some of the issues that they've had, and you say to yourself, Patrick Mahomes, 30 touchdowns, just eight interceptions, complete 65% of his passes, and the Kansas City Chiefs have been balling. The reality is that that loss yesterday to the Cincinnati Bengals had me looking at the Kansas City Chiefs and saying, damn. This is what Patrick Mahomes has been working with. Right. We he's been working with them. <laughs> he's been working with that all season. Yet he's yet okay. <laughs> he's been working with that all season, and then and because he's been working with these these players, a Juju Smith Schuster, Travis Kelsey, Kadarius Tony, Miko Hardman, they're crediting that to Andy Reid's genius and Pat Mahomes' greatness. He's supposed to be the Michael Jordan of football, so he's doing all this without any help. He's putting up, you just read, he just said the stats, 38 touch, what was it, 38 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's doing that with all those players. So how is it, how is it that you, you can garner sympathy or you can look at that and go, wow, you only see that in a loss. But when the Chiefs win, it's, oh, we should re-sign Cole. We should re-sign, uh, we give Kelsey an extension. We should, you know, Kadarius Tony. we should do X, Y, Z. They see that in a win, but then it's a loss and it's going, damn, you know what? We really do need more weapons. So, and, and they're doing this with the with the AFC's best record. Come on now. It ain't what it used to be. And still, 
they're in the similar position that we've grown accustomed to seeing them in since Patrick Mahomes has arrived as their starting quarterback. Well, that's an attribute to his greatness, but once again, like they're losing, they're losing more games. So I, I don't understand. Like I'm so confused with the MVP thing, the MVP talk. So is the MVP based off of who has the best record? Is it based off of now? It's based off of what kind of loss you take. If Mahomes wins that game yesterday, Mahomes is in the driver's seat. Mahomes loses, Hurts wins, and they're on equal playing field. Interesting. So I'm going to tell you, I think the race is tightened, that Jalen Hurts has definitely moved up, that it's nip and tuck, but I'd still give a slight edge at this particular moment in time to Patrick Mahomes because Jalen Hurts got a stout offensive line, stout defensive line, stout offense, running game, receivers and Brown and Smith, tight end and Goddard, the defense. Goddard's Goddard's not even playing. Goddard's on IR. He's got a lot of weapons that the Kansas City Chiefs don't necessarily have. They have Patrick Mahomes. He's asked to carry more. Okay. <laughs> Let me, uh, hold on. Let's run that back for you. I'm, I'm going to replay this segment. Just, 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 oh, my God. Looking at the Kansas City Chiefs saying, damn, this is what Patrick Mahomes has been working with. Right. It ain't what it used to be. And still, they're in the similar position that we've grown accustomed to seeing them in since Patrick right. Mahomes has arrived as their starting quarterback. So I'm going to tell you, I think the race is tightened, that Jalen Hurts has definitely moved up. Where is he? Where, who's in, who's ahead of him? Where's he moving up to? So, let me, so if he's top two, if he's top two in the MVP race, where's he? Where's he moving to? He has to move ahead of Pat Mahomes, right? If he's top two, you move ahead of Pat Mahomes. Where's he? Who? Who's like? What? What the fuck? Like that is nip and tuck. But I'd still give a slight edge at this particular moment in time to Patrick Mahomes because Jalen Hurts got a stout offensive line, stout defensive line, stout offense, running game, receivers, and Brown and Smith, tight end and Goddard, the defense. Oh, boo-hoo. So now, so, okay, so now they're saying that Hurts has too many weapons. That's the problem. Jalen Hurts has too many weapons this season, and he because he's balling out because of his weapons, which, by the way, he wasn't picked. He wasn't picked to do well this year, right? He didn't think he was going to do well with these weapons. That's what, that's what the whole argument was about. So because now he's balling out with these weapons, they're punishing Jalen Hurts because he has more to work with than Pat Mahomes. But I thought Pat Mahomes was supposed to be the GOAT, right? He's supposed to be the guy. He, he's, he's what's moving the pieces and moving everything. He's doing it on his own. But Hurts has weapons around him, and they made the necessary pieces around him move as they should and that's elevated his game this season he's passed for over 68 68 completion 20 touchdowns three interceptions 609 rushing yards and nine rushing touchdowns this season and he's thrown for almost 3,000 yards like what are we really talking about here like I mean are we talking numbers or are we talking about records what are we talking about he's got a lot of weapons that the Kansas City Chiefs don't necessarily have. They have so what's what's he supposed to do? Tell what's he supposed to do? Is he supposed to go to Nick Sirianni and say, "Hey, you know what? You should sit AJ. I want to be able to prove that I can do this on my own." Fuck that. What is he? What is he supposed to do? The Chiefs were had a revamped offensive line this season. They talked about that. <laughs> have Patrick Mahomes. He's asked to carry more, and he carries it. And see, and this is this is one of the problems that I feel like is. Uh, 
<laughs> not to digress here, but this is one of the problems that 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 plagues a lot of uh, a lot of black men. You know, and, you know, I always look at sports and in real life being something. So Stephen A. Smith is saying that you're taking pride in having to carry on more, right? Because Jalen, but Jalen Hurts has it easy, so Jalen Hurts should want to have it a lot harder to prove his value. Okay, that that's that that typically that that's typically the case in, in what he's saying. So you should want to. So in order to prove your value and prove your toughness, you have to have a harder road. But we're always taught we're always taught to take the, the the rough road to get to where we need to go. When there's many different avenues, the Eagles went out of their way, gave Jalen Hurts weapons. They re, they gave him an offensive line, a run game, and a solid defense, which is the easier route. But everyone's talking about the strength of schedule. The reason why the strength of schedule is so easy now prior to the season even starting or why it looks so easy, quote unquote, is because of the necessary weapons and things that they've supplied Jalen Hurts with. That's why they're able to dominate. They don't dominate with the same roster that they had last season. They make improvements. The Eagles made improvements. The Chiefs really didn't. That's why they lost that game against the Bengals and they lost against the Colts and they lost against uh, who else? The Bills. Like, that is a, it, it, it baffles me that that's the route that they're trying to take now. So Jalen Hurts has an abundance of weapons and too much help versus Pat Mahomes, who's put up better stats, quote-unquote, and he's lost more. So you have to give it to Pat Mahomes. <laughs> I, 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 hey, man, listen, it, it, that, that was very well said, very well done, too, because he's talking distance traveled on both sides. First of all, yeah. Jalen Hurts, when we first looked at Jalen Hurts and – when he left Alabama, I said, oh, God, I don't know where can he go so he can really have some success. He went to Oklahoma, and then, and then he gets in the NFL. He's bringing the same stuff that he did at Alabama into the NFL, and he's gotten much better at throwing the football. Yep. He's an incredible, incredible leader. Nobody, nobody gave him any credit or any thought that he will be where he is. Absolutely. And, and I'll be honest, I was one of those people. When they signed him, or they, or they drafted him, it made no sense. <laughs> Didn't make any sense for them to draft him. I thought they had just signed Carson Wentz to a contract, but you know, kudos to the Eagles' uh, coaching staff, as well as Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie on recognizing that hey, this guy might be special. I thought he was just going to be a gadget guy. He's one A, one B. I would give him one B in the MVP race. I still have Patrick Mahomes for a lot of reasons that you just so eloquently spoke on. What, what Patrick Mahomes is doing with what he has is absolutely incredible. And we gave him all. So the argument is now about what he has versus what Jalen Hurts has. He's put up similar. He's put up better stats. OK, put up better stats. He throws for all these touchdowns, razzle dazzle passes, Michael Jordan dunk in the end zone, whatever the hell. Well, Mahomes has the style points, but sometimes those style points don't lead to impacting your team's position right so Jalen Hurts plays with a winning mentality Mahomes plays with style points and what has that gotten them nine and three what has that got the Philadelphia Eagles 11 and one all the love in the world because he's just been raising this team up raising these team up with those receivers he beat the San Francisco 49ers in that great defense uh no not with these receivers that was a different receiving core that he had that were it's totally different. You you that's a totally different team. He doesn't have the talent 
that that that, that Jalen Hurts has on the outside, and he still gets it done. But oh, so now he doesn't have the talent. You know, if I was a Chiefs receiver, I'd be very disrespected. I, I'd feel disrespected right now. He doesn't quote unquote have the talent, but he's putting up these numbers. Interesting. But I, I'll say Jalen Hurts is right there, one B, yep. and, and he will be showing up in the rest of my show. I will say this, Molly. I don't. Oh, yep. I don't. I don't necessarily think that this should happen often, but Steve McNair won an MVP and he shared it with Peyton Manning. Bullshit. Yeah, we're not doing that this year. So, anyways, uh, as you can see, <laughs> there's a concerted effort that, I, which is why you know people compare Pat Mahomes to Michael Jordan. I don't compare him to Michael Jordan. I compare him more to LeBron because there's. He's got the media on his side, and rightfully so. I think that Pat Mahomes is a great team guy. I think he's phenomenal. He's done, he's done things that I've never seen a quarterback do. Like, I've never seen it. But the media wants to try to crown this guy as the MVP, and I vehemently disagree. Rightfully so. <clears throat> rightfully so, it should go to Jalen Hurts. But that's just me. That's all I got.